I forgot the date. Hold on. Uh, here we go. Uh, hey, everybody. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023, and you're listening to episode number six of This Ain't Iowa, volume two. Wrapping up our uh, our second month of this show, and Tony, I'm calling it now because I've looked at the I've done the math on this. We are taking next week off for real this time. It all, all right. works out. I get my birthday week off. Yes. Oh, it. that's why I did it. Obviously, <laughs> happy birthday. Um, well, that's good. What What are the plans? What are you doing? You're going to oh, go to nothing. that one restaurant in town that we were just talking about? <laughs> no, 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 I'm doing that this week. Might head over to the brewery, hopefully, uh, have a couple of beverages, but that'll be about it. And this Wrestle is... Something like that? No one announced you yet, guest. Uh, <laughs> this is... Uh, let, me, let me guess. Uh, let me see if I can remember. So this has got to be number 44 for you? You're one year ahead. I know I've gone bald. Three. 43. 43. Yeah. Forty-three. Okay, I'm trying to anybody I can get to catch up to me is uh, is where I'm going. Yeah, what are you these um, days? Forty-nine. Uh, Forty. Forty. F- easy. <laughs> First of all, I look amazing. Uh, no, I'm forty-four. This is gonna be big forty-five. Uh, my Jordan coming out of retirement jersey year uh, coming up uh, uh, this fall. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Listen, uh, let's get. Uh, I, I want to get right into uh, to our uh, our co-host for today because he's jumping. The, clearly, he's champing at the bit. But before I do, I just want to uh, shout out a couple people. First off, we got an email from from Nuge. Did you see that? The Nuge. This was great. Go ahead. Oh no, I'll let you tell the story because I don't want to step on you. So. Bit. So he was, so he was, you know, real playfully being like, "Hey guys, like, hey, I'm ready to be back on the show whenever you need me. Just call my agent." Very funny. Uh, but so now, if you remember, this is what I, <laughs> this is what I find interesting about the new specifically, though. We did have him on the show. Uh, he was talking about how. Uh, at the time, he was going through some like survivalist kick, right? He really wanted hey. to live off the grid. He went and he went to like some retreat in like Arizona or New Mexico or some shit with his wife at the time. Uh, the Cody was the guy that lead it, led it. Yep. Cody would sleep in a nice big, well lit mansion, and then he would uh, he had to go and sleep in a tent outside. And uh, the big part of that story, of course, that has remained in my heart for years, is one of my favorite words uh, uh, or phrases came out of that interview. Do you know what I'm talking about, Tony? I've forgotten the phrase. But I do remember that the it was phrase is the phrase is shit trench. That's right, folks. If you're going to live off the grid, the first thing you got day one, you got to dig a shit trench. Now, so he's out. So he's out here digging a shit trench. Go I, ahead. Tom. I wonder over the past sort of two to three years, whether that skill came in handy, because you got to remember, well, at least in Australia, early days of the pandemic, toilet paper, huge shortage. Shit trench might have been super handy. Well, let me tell you, I uh, I don't know if you are still involved with him on social media, but uh, boy, uh, he does not look like a survivalist. Dude's <laughs> in suits. He's standing in front of Bentleys. He's in nightclubs. There's a lot of pictures of him pointing. There's a chain involved. Uh, he, I guess if I had to say what he looked like, he looked like a guy who is very much on the grid. Uh, there's gorgeous young women around him all the time. So I guess... Th- Fuck, fuck Cody. I guess that didn't take. Um, tough break. So, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about people who have changed over the last 10 years, that might be an interesting conversation. But uh, that, that's uh, that, that's for another day. Uh, also interesting is at the end of the last show, I mentioned what, you know, we were going to have uh, Phobes on as our co-host uh, for this episode. And I also mentioned right. that... Uh, 
Yeah, and well, and I and I also mentioned that there was a specific story that people have been clamoring for him to tell, so we're going to make him tell it. Uh, but the second that I mentioned it, <laughs> there was this whole other group of folks that suddenly <laughs> emerged on the Discord, particularly Yo Time Joe and Loves Panay, and they just flooded the Discord with a bunch of very interesting photographs uh, from uh, <laughs> from from Phobes's international travel. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, all right, Are listen. Guardrails on who gets into this Discord? Nope. We right now it's a little bit of the Wild West. Tony, play some intro music for Phobes. He's ready to go. Come on, what do you got? I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Do it's you want to sing? Anything? He doesn't deserve music unless he do, brings. Do you want to? Do you want to bust out your keyboard and just uh, okay. just bust out a, a I, tune? I'll see what I can come up with. I'll see what I can steal from another show. Actually, I'll go with the generic sound because that's all Phobes deserves. Interesting. There's nothing wrong with something magical. Phobes is magical in his way. Uh, <laughs> how's it going, Phobes? First of all, Phobes, how's, uh, how's, how's life treating you? How's the past month been? Uh, not bad. So, yeah, I had the Super Bowl and uh, had a few people come to town. I got to visit with some folks and uh, a couple of dinners involved in there. So, yeah. How's mm. the gymnastics been? Uh, I, I, the Cal women's gymnastics team ended up winning that event. So it was one of their best events. I did not make it to the event. I just made it to the pre-party. Wow. All right. Boy, I don't even know how to unpack that. Yeah. I went to the pre-party for Cal's women's gymnastics finals. Interesting. You know, I'm actually curious about this. It has been a while since I was uh, a bachelor living in my, uh, my, my very sad apartment at the time. Uh, what is what what what's a what's an evening for you like? You cook most nights. You go out most nights. Like what what is what is this? yeah? What's a what's a night for you after work? Um, now that I'm getting back at the gym and stuff like that, no, I, I eat very. I usually meal prep on either Sunday or Monday and cook my meals for the week. So it's what's tonight? Really- what's what's meal prep? What would you prep for tonight? What was what's your dinner? Um, I have some uh, turkey breast and grilled. Um, Whatchamacallit, uh, squash and quinoa. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, though, because like as we talk about, you know, people's uh, metamorphosis over these 10 years, some people know this, some people don't. But after the last show ended, you you went on kind of like a, a fitness kick pretty seriously. Like you were legit skinny phobes. For a, while. for a while, yeah, you're you're not you're not you're you're certainly not fat phobes the way we knew you back in no, the TAI days. You're in you're in between phobes. You're in between yeah. those two phobes right now. But yeah. talk to everybody about about that part of your life. Like, what led you to kind of what 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 were you into? That was uh, meth. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that works, but okay, let's no. give that a try. Uh, it was like, I think yeah. April of 2016 uh, is when I finally, like, I was about ready to get to a bigger size pant, and I'm like, nope, it's not going to happen. I okay. am not buying the next size bigger pant. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, there's, a, there's a gym here called Raw Fitness, and I had known some people who went to it, and it's kind of a boot camp style. And they had this thing where you go, and if you lose 20 pounds in six weeks, like, you pay $400. If you lose 20 pounds in six weeks, you get your money back. Of course, uh, there's an angle that Phobes is working so he can get it for that free. That was their deal. That was but not that's, my deal. That's, their deal. I got to tell you, though, that's actually a really smart move on their part. Like, it's more than they would probably normally make in six weeks. Everybody thinks they can do it, and I'm sure the majority of the people don't even get close. So yeah. So what, what did it entail? So you pay the money, and then what do you have to do on your end? Um, so, I mean, you follow a meal plan, which was pretty pretty strict, a bare-bones meal plan, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's like you know, white rice. Uh, I mean, uh, brown rice, quinoa, sweet potatoes. Pretty much your only carb. You know, some uh, grilled vegetables, chicken, turkey breast. You know, uh, either sway or tilapia. You know, just kind of very uh, low sodium, low. You know, no oil. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so some a few little fruits and you know I think a cup of fruit a day that kind of stuff. So it was a fairly and then there's daily one one hour it's a boot camp style one hour high intensity interval training. So you had to go you had to go four to five days a week or at least four days a week. Um, and then part of the idea was like you also had to post on like on your Facebook and stuff like that when you were checking mm-hmm. in. They were giving some free advertising, obviously. Um, so yeah, so I did that and I ended up losing the 22 pounds in that six weeks, and then I. 
stayed on with them and ended up end up losing. I think the total was like eighty five. Yeah, you looked. I mean, uh, what the first time I saw you was after you had lost most of that weight, and you you looked like yeah. a different guy. Like you were, yeah, you were definitely lean. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, some some muscles rippling. It was uh, it was a pretty intense thing. Now, uh, so after after that, you stuck with it, and then, yeah. but but this is sort of what happens, right? Like it like unless you stay on that level of intensity i'm assuming i've never lost that amount of weight uh but unless you stay on that level of intensity like you're gonna even out to some kind of normal ish yeah i mean there were in, in november 2019 there's some traumatic life events that kind of sure going to the gym and then that rolled kind of right into covid so the gym was closed for uh you know four or five months and then they started do, or yeah and then they started doing it online but that just wasn't the same nobody's still so very it. easy to fall off and just uh when that alarm goes off because I, I i i've gone one time in the afternoon i just i get, can't do it i, I just hate it so i usually go at 5 a.m so it was real easy to not to stop getting up <laughs> at 4 30 yeah. uh now, yeah that's so actually- i see Speaking, you yeah. know, speaking of the traumatic event of 2019, during that time, though, you know, Troy's still alive. You guys living together. He notoriously did not like fitness. No, uh, he did, did, did he like give you? A, did he give you a lot of shit about folks. the whole thing? Skinny Phillips was boring, folks. <laughs> didn't drink. Didn't drink. Uh, didn't go out to eat. Yeah. No buffets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was in bed by like 930 because I had to get my alarm. was getting going off at 430. Um. Yeah. So, Jesus is that you fun. folks? Is that yeah, you gotta eat some fun. quinoa or some shit? Jesus, what? Yeah. You got a baked potato going? You can't. You know, that's honestly that's one of the hardest things is how much you have to, when you're working out like that. How much you have to eat? Yeah, that's um, true. And I and they also they have a the last two years I was there they have a on the other side of the gym they have a strength program which is more of your traditional like weight training and stuff like that and you have a trainer and it's small groups. So I was doing that three days a week and then doing the boot camp the other three days a week. Um, so, yeah, so just eating, you know, eating like every three hours is a pain in the ass. Just preparing, especially when I'm out and about on, in the real estate world, just meal prepping and having my, my little go bag with my food in it and stuff like that. So that's very easy to get off of and go back to, uh, oh, shit, I'll just stop here and get some shit on the way home or, um, you know. Yeah. As somebody that's dropped a bit of weight over the time that we've we've gone away, um, it's hard to sustain it. How? What are your chances of sustaining this, or is it going to be a sort of six year cycle for you going forward? Because this, like, it's it's. I'm not saying this disparagingly, but you sort of have to invest your whole life in a lifestyle like you're talking about, where you are limiting your eating and you're not going out and you. Once, once I once I had gotten down, then I mean there was like you change it, and I was on the, when I went to the strength side of the you know I was doing it was you know there was a cheat day you know so usually you know Saturdays was a cheat day and you could introduce some because I was I was I wanted to maintain I didn't need to lose anymore um, so that it got a little easier and the 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 variety of food I could eat opened up and I could go to a restaurant and find stuff on there that I could eat um, so it wasn't it was just during that like the that initial six weeks and then the because I did it again, I just kind of rolled that money into a membership and kept going for, you know, so kept kind of on that path for probably, you know, six months or so. And then it was kind of, okay, now I can. So I'm kind of going back in now I'm getting back into that. So after the Super Bowl, I'm going to. Well, now that the Super Bowl is over, I can not yeah, drink. I was say, bro. <laughs> so going back to not drinking and getting back into the routine of getting up early in the morning and back in the gym. So, all right. Well, listen. We'll uh, we'll we'll track your progress. Sounds good. Um, uh, you know, uh, before we before we get into our, our our memory of the day, you know, there was an interesting the sort of mini discussion going on on Discord about the Rio and how hard the Rio has sort of fallen off the cliff. And I thought that was interesting because so the Rio, if people who who date back all the way to the beginning of TAI with us, uh, when Tommy and I were kind of going through each, each property on the strip. And then we finally, when we finished them all, we ranked them. uh, The Rio was actually our number two. I think Caesars was one and Rio was number two. And I have to admit, I have had a lot of fun. I've spent a lot of time at the Rio and I've had a lot of fun at the Rio. And once upon a time, it was a great place to hang out but dude it is horrendous now yeah 
Um, I went and like they, all the stuff that they kind of used to have is not there anymore. They used to have like the Mardi Gras show with the big floating. That's all gone. They used to have kind of attractive dealers. Um, you know, that, that, that is definitely gone. Um, the dancing bartenders or yeah, the dancing yeah. cocktail servers. All of that is sort of a little scare that makes a little. <laughs> yeah. All the fun, essentially, they have taken out of that place and all the depressing is in it. I uh, I took my kids there to do uh, Kiss mini golf. They have Kiss mini oh. golf there. They don't know who Kiss is. I do, and I quite frankly don't care for Kiss. But when you have kids, uh, sometimes you got to just fucking figure out some shit to fill a day. So we went, and it was fine. But we walked through there, and dude, it is uh, it is depressing. Like all the nights restaurants. Like again, there used to be some good restaurants in there. They had two nightclubs in there. It was a fun fucking place to hang out. Spectacular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now it's it's really it's really depressing. Uh, my wife went there a few months ago with one of her friends. They went to Chippendales. My marriage is fine, guys. Don't worry about it. And um, but she was saying like she was even commenting like they went to the show, then they got the hell out of there. There was there was like dogs running around. It's pet friendly technically, and that that means everywhere. Every there's there's dogs on the casino floor. A dog pissed in the middle of the casino floor. Like it's a fucking disaster. Well, it has new ownership, and they've just said that they are going to put in like five hundred million dollars into renovating it, and they've also now it's it's on the short list for um, relook the A's building a stadium in the parking lot out back. Yeah, maybe just maybe just take it out altogether. I mean, listen, I love Penn and Teller; uh, they'll be fine though. They have had a great career for half of a century. Uh, they'll either land somewhere or they won't, and they'll still be fine. So, uh, but other than that, uh, there's very little in there that, uh, that needs to be saved. So, uh, take that place out. But yeah, it is, uh, that, that is a, uh, that is a sad story it, over the course of, uh, of a handful of years, it really turned to shit in a, uh, in, in a pretty significant Well, way. it's not really a handful of years. It's almost two decades from when you recorded that list. <laughs> That's fair. All right, Tony. Once Caesar took it, Caesar took it over. They just kind of let it run into the ground until yeah, they found someone was, to unload it to. <laughs> that seems to be like their 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 move, and it's. Yeah. I mean, they end up on the right side of all of it. But uh, all right, listen. So um, we've uh, we've been going through some uh, some TAI memories. Last uh, last episode, of course, we talked about the uh, the original Whore Week, uh, our trip out to Mabel's, and uh, all of uh, all the festivities okay. that, uh, that that surrounded that. Uh, the, the one of the next most requested stories was a uh, a recap of your first trip to Thailand and uh, a little bit of a skirmish that you ended up with. So let's let's bring people into that journey. Um, we make people pay for that last time, so it wasn't publicly yeah, available. Yeah, that was different. We're still building an audience on this new show, so now we're just putting it out there. So first of all, how did this was interesting in 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 sort of. The the original version of this show went through sort of different iterations. And as we met people, we learned sort of all these new and interesting things. But the introduction of that, what ended up being sort of a crew of people that would regularly go to Thailand to, uh, you know, take part in, in, in festivities there. I never saw that fucking coming. And I certainly never thought that there were so many, like, we were very popular amongst People that go to find prostitutes in Thailand. Like we're like in that is a core part of our audience. So how did you get wrapped up in that world without necessarily saying anybody's name who doesn't already who hasn't already posted on Discord? Yeah. Um well I mean there was a couple of guys that were I mean the main drivers, it was the 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 Aussies, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh they were going and then we had Thai Chicks Rocks, who was from the Bay Area. He was right. kind. Of, he had a regular trip there that he he had kind of a regular girl over there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. He would make regular trips out there, and then so they all kind of. And then we had uh, Jimmy Henderson here. Uh, you know, it's funny. He I, I, was, I loves Pinay. Yeah, yeah. I wrote my note. As it turns out, that's his real name. So we'll just call him Loves oh, Pinay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I like how Felix is bitching about, oh, this is public, how embarrassing. And then he uses the guy's <laughs> real name. He gives out a dude's social security number. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, he, yeah, he was there. Because so for years, we only know people by their handles. Then we go off for six years. So now I only know people by their names. And now trying to remember who the fuck they are. It gets tricky. call them. Like, life's hard life's hard all right so yeah so but now uh so so yeah so i guess so they, they had pitched trip. they pitched they the were idea. they got to and they were gonna all go at the same time and go on a trip and then it got into that i should go and then there was like money was raised or uh, and like t- money was raised and donated to get me there Ty chicks his mom worked for united airlines so it got me some like standby tickets and then there was like room aboard. So basically, I, I guess. Mo- Wait a minute. His mom was involved in this? I didn't know his mom was involved in this. Yeah. So got me on the. Wait, wait, wait stop. So his mom, he, he, his mom was well aware of the fact that like he took these, these trips out there to. Yeah, she was cool uh, with know. the international sex trafficking. Or sex tourism, sorry, it, not traffic. It was not it's tourism. tourism, not traffic. Nobody was trafficked, Tony. Calm down. We're not trying to get anybody arrested. Tourism. Tourism. Uh, wow, okay, so she got you the standby tickets, and then uh, I know that money was raised, and they offered to kind of float, uh, float you yeah. for, for what you needed. So it happened. We, we were able to sort of get this whole thing together, um, and, uh, and you went out there. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, the story that everybody really wants to hear this happened your first night there, correct? Yes, we arrived in because uh, yeah, we got into we were we flew into Bangkok and then we were going to stay in Bangkok a couple of days and then the most of the trip was in Pattaya, which is like the Jersey Shore of Thailand. It's uh, it's all expats and a lot of Russians because it's kind of an equidistant like vacation spot to there. So a lot of things and a lot of signs are in Cyrillic and it was a kind of an R and R spot for. Uh, American and English GIs during Vietnam, they would come, you know, to get their spot there. So that, but so we got we got to Bangkok. I think like nine thirty at night, and it was election night, so there's no alcohol being served because um, they don't serve alcohol on election day. So we literally just had, you know, we had some dinner. We walked around. We had to wait till midnight when we could get a drink. Um, okay. and so we we went out and. Went to one of the went to one of the clubs, and went to one of the bars, and uh, there was a hostess kind of that I was chatting up, and she, you know, chatting up. What I mean, I whatever three words we could say to each other, and kind of understand. Yeah, let's not pretend like you're really like slinging some pretty sick game on her. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so you're chatting up the host. Not even so, not even one of the girls in the lineup or whatever they do over Correct. there. This is just a hostess. Correct. Look at you phobes. Yeah. And and then we were gonna move on and they have the thing called, you know, if you want if you want to take someone with you on a date, um, you have to pay a bar fine because basically you're taking that income out of the out of the bar, so you have to compensate the the bar for the young lady's time. Right, sure, uh, sure. So yeah, so we did that and we went to another another disco where we went, uh, where no, we went to another bar where I think where Thai chicks, his girl was there and they, they had prearranged to meet up. So we kind of gathered different people along and we ended up at a disco and we were dancing and having drinks. And, um, then we decided to go out to dinner or whatever late night snack. It was probably two, three in the morning, something like that. And this girl that we, uh, had come with us, she was, started haranguing and harassing other tables, um, yelling at them, and she was obviously drunk. Red flag. And at that point, yes, and at that point, we're like, I was, okay, I'm fine. Why don't you just go home, and I will go back to the hotel, and I've had a lovely evening. And at that point, she started crying. Oh, for fuck's sake. This and, sounds like one of, one of my dates. Yeah. <laughs> subsequently the taxi cab driver just decided to screech and peel off and Mm. yeah he did he's like one he made the most sense yeah that makes sense so then it's like okay well she'll come back to the hotel with us um everyone had their girl and we were going to go back and um went to the hotel and uh they are very protective of their visitors they're in their tourist trade in thailand and so when you go in 
when you go into the hotel, if you're with a girl or any, they ask they, the hotel, the check-in desk asks to hold her ID. Um, she didn't have any ID. So that's red flag number three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few. Um, so we continued on. Uh, and the front desk asked me if I, that I said, I, you know, you take responsibility. And I'm like, okay, sure. Oh, folks. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, yeah. So we went upstairs and um, to the room and kind of relaxed. And actually, both of us fell asleep because I was tired. I had been up for I don't know how many hours. And it yeah. was definitely drunk. Um, and she was also uh, drunk, very drunk. And so there was a little, there was some kind of, you know, there was some fooling around going on. Um, yeah. But it just, it was sloppy and... <laughs> She was a mess, and I was like, "Okay, well, how about we just let's let's be done with this? Um, why don't I send you?" And so I offered to pay her half of the negotiated rate. This is where this is where it really turns into a phobe story. Yes. Now, any normal person would be like, "I got to get out of this fucking situation." Here's your money. Just get out of my room. Nope. This is where you turn into a shrewd real estate negotiator. And you're like, I mean, if we're being honest here, we didn't really like get into what we paid for. So why don't you just take this and move about your business? And that did not go well. It did not. Um, then at that point, um, she started yelling and um, calling me names. And I was like, OK, well, uh, this is going south. So I'm. It was an open, it was kind of, you know, a hotel room, but it had a, it was a very nice hotel room, very, but like, you're, modern. But you're, but you're arguing with her, right? The, just so we're clear, it's not like you're like, okay, I need to, I need to de-escalate this situation, give her the money and get her out of here. No, no, no. You're standing your ground, phobe style, of and course. you're arguing with what her. What are you talking about, I, just, I, just, I was like, hey, nothing happened. This is half the money, you know? <laughs> it's plenty, you know, here's, here's your money. Why don't you just go? Hey, it's plenty and, for you, but she's used up all her time, whether she uses her body or not. No, that she was didn't. awful in it. It was like hours. She didn't use up all her time. She oh, didn't use up all her time. This is now you're you're bringing them right back to that hotel room. She didn't. She yeah. she didn't honor the contract. Yeah. So nothing. I was like, she literally. <laughs> she was out trying to honor the contract. She was a lemon, but she was trying to honor the contract. It was on Phobes. He reneged on the contract. Let's don't get this no, twisted. She passed out, and she was sloppy drunk. Then I was like, okay, you need to get up and leave. She, Tony makes an interesting point. She would have gone through with it in horrendous fashion, she but she of going through with it. Well, that's by that's by United States laws of consent. <laughs> uh, but anyway, all right. So so, so you're anyway, trying to get her out. You're still not giving her all the money. Yeah. No, I'm like backing her out of the room. And at that point, she picks up um, a water bottle and tosses it at me. And I'm like, OK, well, OK, we need to escalate this to get her moving faster towards the door. So yeah. I'm just kind of walking her towards the door and then she picks up the TV remote and throws that at me and I dodge that. And then I'm moving and the like the the dividing line between the bathroom and the living area is all big it's a big glass window. So as we're getting to the kitchenette, um she grabs one of those electronic water kettles. And at that point I'm like, "Well, shit, I don't want the glass being broken." So she goes to swing and I move in and like grab the what a um, kettle. Mm-hmm. And at, and then I I kind of grab the kettle, put it down, open the door, and shove her into the hallway, mm-hmm. and close the door. Oh boy! And then and that, that she is kicking at the door, and there's some more yelling. And I look around and I notice that her purse is still there. So and she's also topless. Um, but <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> So it's probably I, I listen, less of a problem, but yeah. I listen for the timing between the kicks, and then between the next kick, I open the door and shove the rest of her shit in the hall and close the door again. And at that time, I notice uh, there's some moisture on my face. Um, and I pat my head, and I look down, and I see that it is blood. And I go to the mirror and look, and I see that it is quite a profuse amount of blood running all down my face. So she had indeed hit me with the hot water kettle. Um, when I went in for it to grab it, it hit me right in, like on the crown of my head, and it's very thin up there, and it uh, made, made a nice little 
uh, little split the split the skin open, and I was bleeding everywhere. So I looked around. I, so I got a washcloth. I put it on my head to try to to stop the bleeding. I looked around, and this room was all like marble and glass, and the floor was <laughs> there was blood spots everywhere. Um, so at that point, I'm like, well, let's see, what's the next step in this? Um, I guess I need to go tell Tai Chicks, who's in the room next to me, that we've had an incident. Great. And he is, he is there with his lady that he has been waiting right. who knows how many months to see. Uh, and finally, at two in the morning, gets a chance to take her to his room. And then here comes you. Um, so I walk into the hall and she's still she's there. She's gone. Oh, no, shit. no, no, no. I forgot this part. OK, she's still there. And actually, at the moment I walk into the hall, she's at the elevator. The elevator opens. A staff member from the hotel comes out. He looks at her. He looks at me. He looks at her. And I kind of look at him and I'm like, she hit me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they go down the stairs and I knock. I proceed to knock on the door next door. However, I don't know if you've been to these European or Asian hotel. You usually because they. If you've been to a European or Asian, you have to put your key card in the little slot inside the door to keep the lights on and the air conditioner. Because unlike Americans, they don't just let you turn it down to yeah, 40 and leave the room for eight hours. Australian yeah, hotels, we best. do that here as well. Any non-American yeah, hotel does. Yeah. yeah, no, we like to waste shit, and it's the best. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So then I'm like, well, shit, now I'm locked out of my room as well. So I knock on the door. <laughs> Ty Chicks opens it, looks at me, and he's like, what the fuck has happened to you? So I briefly give him a quick synopsis of what has happened, bring him up to speed, and he's like, well, we need to get you to the hospital. And I'm like, ah, I don't think it's, I think it's fine. Just if we can go to 7-Eleven, get me a Band-Aid or something like that. Um, and then I'm like, but I've locked myself out. I did happen to have my shorts on and I had my ID, so I'm like, can you take my ID and go downstairs and get me another key? And then we'll, you know, reassess the situation. So he goes down, he comes back up, and he's like, hey, so they're holding her, and they want to know if you want to call the Royal Thai Police. I'm like, absolutely not. Good. Let's just yeah. knock this up to lesson learned, move yeah. on, and I do not want to get involved in that. So then we go in the room, and he looks at the room, and after we pick his jaw off off the floor, he's like, no, you have to go to the hospital. So I was like, okay. Uh, I'm like, alright, let's, let's go. And by now, it's 4 or 5 in the morning. So gather up our things, get in, the, go downstairs, um, look the look of horror from the front desk girl. Uh, we get a tuk-tuk, takes us to Bummer Room Guard Hospital. Cleanest, nicest hospital I've ever been to in my life. Um, not, you know, waited just not long, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Go into the doctor. He asked me what happened. I tell him I was drunk and I tripped and I fell. That's everybody who ends up in Patches ER tells him the exact same thing as he's digging around in their asshole with forceps. But okay. Um, (laughs) So, um, but because it was my head, I had to get four head X-rays, a tetanus shot, um, five stitches, and then they gave me some painkillers and antibiotics for a week. And um, obviously, the grand total of that cost $268. <laughs> That's great. Which is what it costs to talk to the lady at the front desk at an American hospital. That was about an hour, maybe, or two hours. Maybe it was, I think it was probably 7.30 when we got back to the hotel. The same girl was at the front desk. She asked how I was and I said, oh, it's, I'm all good. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, got back to the hotel, took a little nap whatever I could, and then woke up and we went to breakfast, and that's when I first saw in the mirror that I had an intensely black eye. Oh, it's glorious, yeah. (laughs) Um, So the best part, the best part for me was, you know, so, you know, we were, all of us were on pins and needles, right? Because the big, the big trade-off was like, yes, we want you guys to donate to this thing, and then in return, we're going to get a play-by-play of the action. So like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of the, the gatekeeper of all this, and I can't wait, so I'm I'm texting Thai chicks and trying to get all the information. Finally, the next day, he just sends me a message and he's like, the first night in Thailand was more fucked up than I could ever imagine. I had to take Phobes to the ER. He's got stitches. He sends me a picture of your head and I'm like, what the fuck could have happened in a night? And it was just the most 
the most phobes thing. You know what? It, on, on another level, you know what it reminded me of. You're you're a Howard Stern fan as well, so you'll yeah. you'll understand this. But you remember when when Gary got uh, tapped to throw that first pitch out at the Mets game yeah. at City Field, and he's like, and in his mind, he's like, all right, I know how to do this. This is not going to be a big deal. But at the same time, it's like his entire career has been built on him being sort of this bumbling buffoon, even though he's not in real life, but it's just what his whole, and the second he got out there to do it, he threw one of like the five worst pitches in the history of first pitches. That's what this was like. You're a reasonably intelligent person. You should be able to handle the situation. And the first time you put in it, you get beaten by a prostitute and you have to go to the ER. Uh, it was I mean, but and and much like that first yeah. pitch, it ended up being a better story than if you had just picked up a nice lady of the evening and had a terrific time. Uh, so so yeah. up, then we show up to our first uh, this is our, our first event of the day because half the people were already had already been there a couple of days and a group of us just got there. So only some of us went out the night before. So the next morning was the first time we're all getting together and I show up and everyone obviously is loses their mind. Sure. Yeah. And of course, there was one group, person in our group who was like, why did you pay her anything? Nothing happened. And that was Publius. <laughs> he was like, he was, more, I mean, he was pissed that I paid her anything. And keep in mind, at the time, I think the bot was 33 bot to the dollar. I think the total, the total fee for the evening was supposed to be something like 1,600 bot. So that's somewhere, I mean, I think we're talking like, all of this was over by like fifteen or twenty dollars. So what you're, you're saying to me, folks, maniac, is you made some shrewd economic decisions. You tried to mm. save yourself seven dollars fifty, and it ended up costing <laughs> you two hundred and sixty-four dollars. No, it was twenty. It was twenty. Like the half of it, like the seven hundred was yeah, like twenty. Oh, bucks I like how he's trying to re- <laughs> renegotiate this. Okay, no, it was twenty. First say of all, I saved twenty. So thanks, Tony. Say did, she end up, say t- did she end up taking that money? Say, wasn't the, that wasn't the choice I had. It wasn't like, oh, you can pay twenty or two hundred and fifty. That wasn't. I didn't know that was going to happen. He didn't know he was about to be assaulted. Sure. Okay. And this, so oh, this is the best so thing. This tells you why Thailand is the most beautiful country. Um, after we got back from breakfast, and they, I, I cleaned my room of all the blood because I'm like, well, I can't leave this for. Uh, the cleaning crew, because I'll probably then be arrested. Um, I clean everything. I get back to the hotel. There is a beautiful gift basket of f- fruit and and, it's, and a card that says, "Dear Mr. Fol- Forbes, uh, we are so <laughs> we're so sorry for your injury. Please get well soon." Signed by the general manager of the hotel. So I Gorgeous. was just, yeah, I was like, this place is amazing. Yeah, the, we're so sorry that our prostitutes are so feisty. Uh, that is great. First of all, like we were right back on the horse the next night and I, I got a lot of sympathy. I was able to, cause there were other girls who were like, no, that's not, that's not how we are. You got a bad girl. Um, you know, yeah, let no, me show I, you. I, I don't think you got a bad girl. I think they got a bad client. Just my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of mistakes made. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I, uh, and, but, but yeah, so just so everybody knows, yeah. Other evenings were more successful for you than that than that first evening. It was an amazing vacation. And then I got back, and one of my friends here is a nurse, so I, I got him a six-pack of Blue Moon, and he pulled the stitches out for me. He Did you tell him the full story? Home from the hospital and, huh? Did you tell him the full story, or did you also oh, give yeah, him yeah. a domestic violence cover story? Yeah, no, they he got the whole story. No, that's amazing. Uh, so there it is. That is the teapot story. There were some other stories from that trip, but we will save it for another day. I also have to. I, I also have to say, you probably didn't have to clean up the blood. This ain't their first rodeo. Like they've cleaned up blood. In fact, Love Spinet's uh, story from that same trip is incredible. But we will uh, we will save that for an, another day. All right. Listen, I want to move into the Vegas news segment because uh, uh, last time we waited too long. Uh, but uh, before I do, well, I shouldn't say before I do, but as we transition into it, you mentioned Super Bowl just happened. Obviously, that is always an enormous weekend uh, here in Las Vegas. So first of all, talk to me a little bit about Super Bowl uh, and, uh, and, and you know, Vegas, you know, uh, how, how it impacted Vegas. And then second of all, I'd love to know more about this uh, this sports book fiasco that was going on that uh, I was keeping up with. Jay was uh, 
kind of uh, sounding off on the uh, on the Discord about it. So, oh, and by the yeah. speaking of Discord, there's some pretty impressive. If you enjoyed that story from Phobes, there's some photos on Discord. So, if you haven't joined yet, this might be the week that you do it. But anyway, go ahead. Let's talk. Let's talk uh, Super Bowl and then take that into Vegas news. Go for it. Uh, well, we have. I've kept. We have kept up the Troy Bohunk tradition. His friends still come out from Ohio every year, uh, except for the the pandemic years. Um, so they come in Saturday, hang out, lots of gam- what, uh, lots of gambling, lots of drinking, show up at the house, completely hungover, oh, cool. um, completely hungover. We have a few beers. We have some pizza. Um, it's not nearly as fun anymore that we don't get everyone has apps now. So no one you don't get physical tickets. So you can tear up immediately when you lose the coin toss or you lose, you know. I still um, do it, baby. That's my favorite part. I still go down there. I go to the South Point. I get a stack like this of tickets, and I just, as it goes, I'm fucking hucking them across my living room. That's part of it for me. But yes, yeah, I know most it, people don't do like, that. Oh, pending, pending. Oh, lose red. You know, red is bad. Green is good. So it's not quite mm-hmm. as entertaining anymore. So yeah, we ended up doing that. Um, but yeah, I guess so. William Hill. They happened. They were down for like two and a half days, starting like I think. If not the evening of the Super Bowl, the morning after, people couldn't get their money. They couldn't. Um, so kind of a big uh, stain on their reputation. And, uh, yeah, Spoon came out. I, he's a Nevada resident now, um, which I was not aware of. So he's Oh, I didn't to, know that. Mesquite. He lives in Mesquite now. Um, I headline so, Mesquite every now and then. I'm going to have to hit him up. Uh, yeah. That's one of the few places a, that has ever put way, my, my name on it. Story too about his uh, living situation. Hopefully, he'll share with that with it, with everyone. I'm still getting over the fact that he sleeps with an empty jar of salsa next to his bed that he pisses into. So I don't know if I can handle another spoon story, but okay, uh, noted. Uh, we got to so get. He, spoon he, on made, the he made some juicy bets. I guess you know he made a very str- very strong play on the the with a very small return, a very heavy favorite that there would no, be no kick or punt return for a touchdown, and so he was sweating that one. So wow, I was gonna say yeah. that's that. Oh, I only so he didn't win a lot of money, but he stood to lose a lot of money. A lot of money to, yeah. I got it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I know how that goes. Sure, all right. Um, so he actually ended up. I think it was the Monday he was here collecting on some bets and stuff and trying. He was waiting, so we actually met up for lunch and he uh, took me to the Victory Burger. I think that's what it is Victory Burger at the at Circa. Circa, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we then kind of caught up with uh, each other, and that was very, very nice um, to see him hang up. And like I said, I, I, I you know, tweeted a pic or put a picture on the Discord, just letting everyone know that you know the Mooch game is strong. One episode in, you're already a burger deep. I get it. God damn it! Ugh. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't see any big no. I, I don't. I'm, I didn't see anything about how bigger. I don't think they lost big or won big on it. I think they made out okay on the Super Bowl. I didn't see big losses or anything. Um, I know that no. a ton of public money was going on Philadelphia. Everybody yeah. I talked to uh, at at the casinos, you know, either at the sportsbook windows or at the sportsbook bar. I, I hung out and played some video poker. Uh, the Saturday before, and uh, everybody was telling me that like all of like the just the tourist money was just pouring in on Philly. So they must have done okay. But I also, on the flip side of that, most of the sharp money and they bet big was going the other way. Yeah, yeah. So um, and let's see. Yeah, did we? Uh, then some of the numbers, the annual numbers came in. So and we ended up twenty twenty two with the record gaming win, something like fourteen point seven billion dollars. Um, so that was, that was a record. We also ended up with the record of, uh, uh, passengers through, uh, Harry Reid International Airport at like, just like over just about 53 million. Um, so yeah, so it's, and there's, so apparently we're all, we're all good until about 2030. And that's apparently when we'll hit the maximum number of people that the airport can accommodate, which is about 63 million. And then if this new airport gets built, it won't be built until 2037. So there's a seven-year gap where the airport will be maxed out and could... Uh, could but what does that mean? I don't understand what, what a maxed out... I mean, there's only enough people that planes can carry in, right? Like, I don't get what's... It just what means you'll have higher mean? ticket prices. And right, because they like more people want to come here than they have planes to land them here. Motherfucker. Oh, wait, I live here, so I guess I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 
So in the Ivanpah Airport, which is back on track, it's going through its environmental impact studies and stuff. That wouldn't be completed until probably somewhere in like 2037. And that's out in the middle of the desert out by um, Gene. But hopefully maybe this uh, Brightline uh, high-speed rail will be up and running, so that will reduce some of the pressure of people flying from Southern California. Maybe they'll take a train instead from Victorville to... Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there are plenty of ways around this. It's, it's a panic over nothing, really, when you think about it. Yes, you'll hit capacity theoretically with an airport, but there are ways around it. A lot of your crowd comes from California. There'll be companies except, that pop up. Except and, that, is also, that is also max. People are spending – it is turning people away because they're spending so much time going back to L.A. or coming here that sun, that Friday night or Sunday morning. Um, so – we're trying. We're look. They're looking at things to widen the highway, or looking at this high-speed train that we've been talking about. I mean, they're they're actually. Uh, they said today that Brightline has been in negotiations with some of the uh, railroads for right of way and stuff like that. So this one may actually be happening. They've actually bought the land at Warm Springs and Las Vegas Boulevard, where they're going to put the train station. Look, um, as long as the trains can carry a good amount of polyvinyl chloride, that's all I care about. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, just uh, with the state of the U.S. rail network and the oh, East well, Palestine. No, oh, I, I got you. Oh, that's a that's a that's a Palestine, this, this Ohio, a uh, deep cut train. Not a toxic waste dump. We we yeah. we were, so far Nevada's been able to kill. They wanted to dump all that stuff at Yucca Mountain. So far, we've been able to kill it and kept it killed. So, right. um, speaking of killed. Ohio, right? That's a disaster. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, go ahead, Phobes. What else you got? Um, let's see. Uh, Allegiant Stadium was ranked number one in the the number one venue in the world for revenue um, from mm. the events that they put on last year. So that is pretty impressive. And I know, like, Beyonce added in another day because she sold out her first day. So they added another day to that. I know I had some friends who came out you know, for that BTS, those uh, K-pop kids. And that and they had four day. They had two two weekends, Saturday, Sunday. They sold out in like ten minutes. Um, I had friends who came for both weekends, and they they, they made I think something like twenty six million dollars in merchandise sales. Mm, the, the it's line, all about the merch, Tony. Why yeah. have we never figured that out? It's a, I hey, we I'm lost wearing, money I on. I'm wearing that's because right I. Here. That's because I gave away almost all of it. Like we made no money on merch. I'm so stupid. I'm the worst businessman. <laughs> like I would, I would sell. Like I'd, I'd be like, all right, uh, uh, four shirts for sixty. I'm a genius. And then I went back and I'm like, oh shit, I don't actually think I lost money on that. I don't think. How much does shirts cost <laughs> to make? I'm not good at this. But all right, uh, f- let's um, Google how BTS and merch works and do what they do. I yeah, like people are lined up for money. nine hours before the concert, like in the stadium parking lot to get through the merch line and get into the stadium. So there's some uh, wacky people out there. Um, let's see, what do we got? Uh, as we, if you, if you saw the U2, if you saw the Super Bowl commercial, U2 is officially opening the sphere, the Madison Square Garden sphere. They had a, they, oh, cool. ad, they ran an ad during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and they've announced that the U2 will be, will make a million dollars a show. Will be the highest uh, gross, like net. They're going to just get kind of a check every time for a million bucks just for showing up, um, and that holds like eighteen thousand people, I think. So um, crazy. They're so doing not residency. They're doing like an extended opening or something like that. They're coming. They're like doing six or like four or six weekends in that first, and it's supposed to be opening by September, September of this year, which they really need to because. I think it's about four or five hundred million dollars over budget. It's like up to like two point two now, and MSG has said that they may need to sell some some stake in the Rangers and the Knicks in order to cover that. Yes, that is a win <laughs> for Knicks and Rangers fans. Am I right? Yeah, yeah they, you know what? That's actually yeah. That's uh, they're they're happy to sell those uh, stakes, especially yeah. the Knicks. Like, what is a ticket um, going to cost you to see you two? It only holds 18000 and they're going to get a million for each of these shows. Those tickets are not going for under a grand a piece, and that's like nosebleed. Yeah, I mean, I'm especially in those first two. I mean, it'll, it'll probably be comparable to those Adele, the first fake, the first, her first head fake concert opening that she was oh, supposed yeah. to have, where they were selling $1, for $1,600 a thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, would, I would suspect that, yeah, the... 
the the Ticketmaster prices will probably be, yeah, be somewhere in that four hundred to a thousand. Who knows what the resale will be? Um, uh, let's see. We we did our classic uh, memory. We did the Del Frisco's dinner um, in memory of Troy Bohunk. We did that on the Monday night. That was good. Good times. That's um, you know we talked about Wooden Spoon. Yeah, so he'll be around more. So yeah, apparently he's got a lot of comps to burn through. So we've already had that discussion. So we're we're making arrangements for the next visit. We are making arrangements. He says. <laughs> this is the thing folks. I noticed with folks. he's he's got he's got a lot of comps to burn. So we're making arrangements. Yeah. He, he yeah. changes around the I and the we when it suits the story. So yeah, just watch that, people. If there's anything that we've learned over the past 10 years is pronouns matter. They and do. Phobes knows how to use his. Uh, all right, good. Oh, and just so, just, uh, just so we know, so I am, at least now until this gets out, and then I'll probably be asked to resign, um, I am the president of the Cal Alumni Association of Southern Nevada. So that's why I was supporting our gymnastics team. They had, <clears throat> they had a yeah. tournament here in town. And they had a pre like a pre tournament like like booster party, and I was invited to that. It was at the Starlight Room at the Orleans, which was very nice, very little classy room up on the roof top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was some little you know snacks and a little introduction to the team and the coaches, and then that was you know that was it. I got I got myself a nice very nice Cal Women's Gymnastics T-shirt that I was given. So. I I had a conflict that day, so I was unable to make the uh, 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 the, the tournament because I had we have I'm I'm still involved in the the state Democratic Central Committee, so we had some something meeting. And I had to do that. Um, but yeah, and then so last night, crazy thing. So we I think we have a new someone might have joined today. The Discord. Uh, I'm I had a friend who was in town. I was she I, from college. She was here with her husband and daughter and parents. I think I'd last seen her 2016, something like that. She said they were coming into town, so we met up with them at Resorts World, and they hadn't seen that yet, so we talked, uh, met up, talked, and then they invited me to dinner. So we went to Giada's um, for dinner. And on the way out, I'm walking back to my car, and I hear, Phobes! Phobes! I turn around. Steve G. from Baltimore is there in the bar. Wow, that's a deep cut. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So apparently there was some kind of ginormous... 25,000 person Pokemon meetup at Sunset Park this weekend. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, okay. He was here for that. And I'm like, oh, you're mm. a Pokemon kind of guy. I did not know that. Interesting what you learn. Uh, yeah, that yeah. never came up in all those years. We knew that, dude. All right. So he introduced me to his Pokemon clan of folks, and uh, we had a nice conversation. And then I mentioned he, had, he was not aware that the show had restarted. So sure, when I worked, him, he did the double take and immediately got him signed up. I invited him to the Discord, so I think he he's catching up on that now. So and I saw that he shared it on Twitter with his degenerate social club. Uh, oh yeah, I, uh, I I meant to give them a shout out. Yeah, we uh, we got a we got a shout out from the degenerate social club. Uh, he he tweeted that the show is back on. I, I am appreciative of that. I did not know that that was him. I didn't uh, I didn't realize. Okay, he's the administrator of that group of ne'er do wells. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good. We're happy to have them. We're happy to have them. I mean, the Pokemon thing is probably something well, we need to. That's uh, what I was going to say. Everyone, all, everyone's into kind, their own thing. Yeah, they're all kind of g- degenerates. Some people are into <laughs> Pokemons. Some people are into getting hit with tea kettles. Embrace it, people. <laughs> and there's a lot in between. But boy, those might be the two spectra ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and strawberry shortcake right. is right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, you guys, easy. All right, you guys, something else? Uh, no, I think that's, that's pretty much all. Um, there's been a couple, there's been a, several uh, jackpots have been hit. I think it was like a $400,000 video, $400, video poker, a $1.5 million, like uh, three-card poker. Uh, I think there was another one um, for either uh, PyGao or something like that. So there's been you know, a nice little rush of people winning. And I think all but one of them were locals, so that's at least good news going yeah, back okay. into the... Um, they they said good news though. Don't you want people from out of town to win? So you bring more people in from out of town. That's good for the. No, economy. I want them to put their money into the machines and us to take them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they yeah. Would go back into the machines, but if there's any, yeah, if there's anything I've learned, you don't want them to take like win 
and then go to their house and spend their money on shit. You want them to win on the first night of their vacation and then just piss it all away over the next three days. That's the that's the secret. That's the secret sauce to yeah. how Vegas oh. is, uh, is is successful. They've announced, stations announced that they expect a Durango station, the one in the new casino out in the southwest, to open up this year. Um, I mean, it's been, it's coming along. It looks like the tower's almost done. And then they're working on uh, Inspirata station. I think they're getting the uh, city of Henderson to kick in some money for that. What else is new? I think, the, uh, oh yeah, there's a new wire fire down on Fremont Street. Hold on, what? Go, go ahead. There's a wildfire down on Fremont Street and uh, right at Fremont Eastern. They stationed put oh, in really? a wildfire. Yeah, where the, like, they had that land, they were where the, what was it, like the showboat, I think it was. And they used to always have oh, to keep yeah, a little trailer yeah, yeah. out there to keep there. So now they're putting in a wildfire there, and that's supposed to open within the next month or two. Good burgers uh, at the Wildfire Grill, everybody, if, yeah. uh, if you're ever looking for it. They're actually, they're actually pretty great. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah. You, got, you got something that you, you want to say? I just know that you like a heart out and an hour. If we've got any more Vegas news, we can always cover it the next time Phobes is on. Are we, are we at an hour? Okay, good. We're at We're 55 minutes. Okay, perfect. Good. Let's start winding it down because we've only hit an hour one time on this fucking show. And I, that was one of my big, big rules going in and... Uh, to be fair, it's my fault. We have not hit it ever. Uh, but uh, You're I, uh, the one who talks a lot. I think you guys yeah. talked for 10 minutes before you introduced me. So. Yeah, well, listen, now we, we tried with all your interrupting. Uh, listen, everybody, thank you guys so much for listening. Please go on the Discord. Uh, you're going to want to see some of the photos, and I'm sure there will be a lot more to come. And just in general, there's uh, even if you're not interested in prostitute-related injuries, there's a lot of uh, old-school pictures uh, up there that, that you might be interested in. We opened two new, uh, I don't know, what are they called? Threads or whatever. Oh, I don't uh, go we into got, the lingo. People just ask me to open up new categories. I channel, open them up. Like they say. It says channels. Channel? Channels. Channel. Channels. Great. Discord channel. We got two new channels. We got uh, one uh, episode specific. So like if, uh, if there's something about this particular episode that interests you, you can jump on the episode talk channel. We also have, uh, we went old school. Upcoming trips. That was always the most popular uh, of uh, uh, on the old school message boards. One of the popular ones. You can link that to my Google Calendar. Yeah, exactly. So, Phobes, or you could just you could just email Phobes directly, uh, and if you would, and they can check my availability, right? Yeah, and if you wouldn't mind, like, linking up whatever restaurants you're going to be going to, he likes to look in advance yeah, so uh, to, to make sure that he makes a good make choice. Make sure you get that arranged so Phobes can work out his <laughs> mooching schedule and get the best mooch for bang ratio that he can because he's going to have multiple trips going on at once this is not it's some going to sort start of getting where it's going to be one trip at a time phobes is going to be able to mooch from one meal to the next he will he that's the that is the mophobes guarantee you come here he'll figure it out all right doesn't matter doesn't matter how many people are in town he'll figure it out um you can also email us uh uh oh shit what's it what is it again tai podcast at gmail.com and then uh, TAI uh, podcast uh, on the socials, and then uh, TAI v- or V2. Is V2 in there somewhere? Oh, boy. It's really all. TAI V2 podcast. Whatever. You know how to find it. It's the, 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 we're six episodes in. At this point, my job is done. Um, You're muted, Tony, I think. Yeah. I am. It wasn't uh, that important. I was oh, just yeah, agreeing with Brian. Excellent. Now, listen, like I said, we are taking the next week off. Uh, Our next show will be the week of, first of all, happy birthday, Tony. Our next show will be the week of March 6th. Now, I don't know exactly what date it's going to be, but there is a good reason why it's shrouded in mystery, Tony. And that is because I have been in contact with the amazing Rando. Oh, as, as you might imagine, Nothing is really normal when you're dealing with that guy. Was so, that one of the balloons that got shot down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 this is one of those situations where I, uh, I, I mean, first of all, we have to figure out, I mean, Tony, make your, actually, you don't have next week off, Tony. You have to figure out how to get him on Discord because I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so some, at some point during that, that second week of March, we will be back with the amazing Rando. I'll, I'll put it out on, uh, on social, uh, but obviously uh, just subscribe to the show. And uh, that's, that's the best way that, uh, that, that you can find out. I, I cannot wait to hear what this dude has been up to for the last 10 years, but I'm horrified and interested. 
so that will be our next episode. Look, what I can do is email a burner phone to a P.O. box. I think that might be our be- best option to get Rando on the show. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah, prepaid, but, but exactly, you know, one hour and ten minutes on us, uh, just in case we go over. And, uh, and then he just throws it in the trash when he's done. <laughs> Uh, All right, listen, uh, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Tony, final words? This is the first time you've given me final words. No, I've got nothing, Phobes. I'm sure you've got something. Come on, he's got to do it. This is how he makes his money. Go for it, Phobes. Nice catch, sir. Nice catch. Well, I do have final words. All I will say, you're lucky it wasn't Stu throwing that tea kettle at you because he's got a new hobby and it's throwing axes and he's pretty deadly. Yeah. His championship. That, That and his fedora. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Happy birthday, Tony. Bye.